hello and welcome back to Noah's Window. Mark and I are working our way through Psalm chapter 2 and we've done a couple of episodes already and today we're going to talk about one of my very favorite subjects in the whole world and that's the millennial reign. <laughs> that's right. We'll get to that in just a second, but let's let's walk, let's go into it. Psalm 2 of course is about uh, it's a prophecy about Jesus and it's also uh, a discussion of how that the world systems are posed against Jesus, that there's a hatred for God in the world systems. And, and so you see this all the way through the scripture. There's a clash of dynasties. We've talked about that. We'll talk about it even more this spring. But uh, what we've already seen on Monday was that God is like, why? Why is why, why are all these nations against him when he's so good and when he's trying to bring them into his family? And then yesterday we talked about how that even though we live in that world uh, where there's a lot of hostility against God, God has not called us to be hostile against those people. Right. Instead, he's called us to focus on him. We saw that prayer meeting in the book of Acts. Yeah. But we're, we're, we're in the middle of Psalm 2. And the Psalm was written somewhere between, I think, 950 um, BC and 1000 BC. So this is like a thousand years before Jesus was born, which makes this very prophetic in nature. So uh, let's go into the middle of the psalm and, and let's start reading. The Lord, that's Jehovah God, God the Father declares, I have placed my chosen king on the throne in Jerusalem on my holy mountain. So who is that king? Well, that king we'll see in just a moment, clearly is, is, is not David. David's like a, a symbol or a type of this king. But let's just read in, in Psalm two and, and we'll know quickly that we're talking about Jesus here. The king proclaims the Lord's decree. Now, it's like Jesus starts talking, like he is talking. Yeah. The Lord said to me, Jehovah said to me, Jesus, you are my son. Only ask, verse eight, and I will give you the nations as your inheritance. Well, David ruled over Israel, but not over the nations, plural. God's talking about all the nations of the world. Only ask, and I will give you the nations as your inheritance, the whole earth as your possession. Again, David didn't have that. And then verse nine, you will break them with an iron rod and smash them like clay pots. That's Armageddon. That's the battle of Armageddon. We'll talk about that someday. So we're gonna stop right there before we go into the rest of Psalm two. But clearly we're talking about the time when Jesus sets up his kingdom on the earth. But I'm gonna pitch this to Mary Alice in a moment to talk about the kingdom and what it's about. But before we do that, just in case anyone will say, well, how can I know for sure that we're not talking about David here and that we're talking about Jesus. Real, real quickly, I'm gonna to go to the book of Hebrews. Marilyn, you remember when we were in college mm -hmm. and we were training for ministry, especially, and I think it was probably in Bible survey. You know, the questions would come up about what's the purpose of the Old Testament? What's the purpose of the New Testament? And, and maybe this is a little bit cliche, but I remember being helped by this. There's a saying that says the new is in the old contained. In other words, the New Testament is contained in the Old Testament. The things that, like the birth of Jesus, it's contained in the Old Testament, mm -hmm. Isaiah, Prophet, yeah. Micah. So the new is in the old contained. The old, if sorry, bump the table. The old <laughs> is in the new explained. explained. That's yeah, right. and so that's what we're seeing here in the book of Hebrews because Hebrews now is going to talk to us about who God was talking to in Psalm 2, because we see this great quotation. Mm -hmm. and, 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 the, and by the way, the theme of the book of Hebrews is that Jesus is greater. He's greater than any human. He's greater than the angels. That's the whole purpose of this book. Now, I'm going to pick it up in Hebrews 1.5. 
God never said to any angel what he said to Jesus. You are my son. Today I've become your father. Well, that's in, that's in Psalm 2. Okay. God also said, I will be his father and he will be my son. And when he brought his firstborn son into the world, God said, let all, the, let all of God's angels worship him. Well, the Bible says in Hebrews 1, 5, God said this to Jesus. Let me read it one more time. God never said to any angel what he said to Jesus. And then there's a quotation from Psalm 2. So there's no doubt in my mind. There's no doubt at all. Can't be any doubt. Mm -hmm. The Psalm 2 is about God talking to Jesus. And Jesus is saying, well, this is, Jesus said, God said this to me. So, Mary Alice, let's talk about the kingdom. Because there's an interesting wrinkle in prophecy that's very curious. Because we know that we're going to live forever in heaven with God. And theologians call this the eternal state. But the reason they call it that is they have to distinguish it from a thousand year period mm -hmm. where we'll be present called the, what well, we call it the millennial reign of Christ or the kingdom. In other words, there'll be a thousand years when Jesus rules the earth. Now, I know this is one of your favorite topics. Um, let me set you up and I'd love to hear you talk. Okay, here's how this happens. The rapture happens. That could happen any day. There's a seven-year period of time called the Great Tribulation. We're in heaven. Things are going crazy down here on the earth. We read that in Revelation, uh, really, chapter 6 through 19. Actually, if you want to read what's going on in heaven, that's Revelation 4 and 5. So Revelation 4 and 5 are what's going on in heaven. Revelation 6 through 19 is the tribulation. Mm -hmm. But at the end of that tribulation, something happens that makes it the end of the tribulation and the beginning of this thousand year period of time. And that's the battle of Armageddon when the, all the nations of the world gather against Israel and then Jesus comes from heaven. We're with him. The Bible says, oh, he wins horses. and we're with him. So that's we right. Too. <laughs> and, and so he defeats the nations and rides into the city of Jerusalem. And you know, there's something that just really intrigues me. There's like a 45 day period in between Armageddon and the coronation. And mm -hmm. I'm so intrigued with happens, what happens in those 45 days. I'm sure I'll know when it happens. But at the end of that 45 days, 45 days after Armageddon, Jesus sets up his kingdom in the world, ruling personally from Jerusalem. Talk yeah. about that, Mary Alice. So exciting. There's not going to be um, any campaigns or elections. <laughs> Jesus is going to be in charge. And so many things happen. You can go and read Revelation chapter 20. There's so many um, pictures and clues and prophecies in the Old Testament as well. We talked about that. But in Revelation 20, you can see a lot of the details there. But we know there's a lot of things we don't know, but there's a lot of things we know yeah. that are good. We know that the curse is going to be lifted. Yeah. So I've always said, I've always wanted a garden. <laughs> that's right. Um, so that's the time to garden. There won't be any weeds, no you know, thorns. <laughs> it's true. Um, it's going to be a time of peace and prosperity. And uh, Jesus is going to be in control. And there's going to be things to do because there will be people that will... Uh, get saved during the tribulation mm -hmm. and they will go into that millennial reign in their uh, earthly body so they'll be procreating as best yeah. we can tell yeah so there's going to be children to teach in school there's going to be they're going to need piano lessons i mean i've got all this stuff planned out i know you do <laughs> You probably want to be back here in Kansas during the millennium. I've thought about it. Oh, Kansas, Texas, I don't know. Maybe we can commute back and forth. Yeah. Maybe we're flying. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, we'll be in our glorified bodies. That's right. And so, so much to look forward to. There, it, we could just talk about the millennial kingdom forever because there's so many things to think about what happens in this thousand-year reign. And, oh, my goodness, I just have all kinds of 
minutia of um, questions that probably don't lead anywhere. But it is, it's, a, it's interesting that when you go back to the beginning of time, we're reading through Genesis right now in the one-year Bible, that there were people right after the fall, which clearly it was a, there was a gradual decline mm-hmm. that happened after the fall. People right after the fall lived for some of them almost a thousand years. That's true. And so it was, it was a very different kind of earth. People aged differently in those mm-hmm. days. There, I'm sure there are a lot of genetic aspects that we won't know until we get into the millennium. But it's going to be a wonderful time. There's going to be a thousand years where there will... I, I, here's how I see it, and I'd love to get your take on this. There's a question that's on my mind. Why would God delay the eternal state for a thousand years before, you know, obviously we live forever? Now for us... The eternal state, I think, technically begins at the beginning of the millennium because we're in our glorified bodies and, and we're going to live right on through the end of the millennium and into the eternal state. I, I know theologically and biblically there are some things that God wants to accomplish you know, about giving people a chance mm-hmm. to either decide for him or against him who lived through the tribulation period and their descendants and all that. But for me, and I'm not trying to get into the mind of God per se, It feels like the millennium. God wants to give the world a look at what it would have been like Mm -hmm. if they had allowed him to rule. You know, God had said to Israel, you don't need a king. I'll be your king. Mm -hmm. And they said, no, we want a king. So from the very, I mean, it's like God told Adam and Eve, you know, I'm going to put you in this perfect place and you're going to experience life with me ruling. And of course, they blew it all up. And and I feel like for, for me, God wants to say to the world, this is what it would have been like. If you had just let me be God and let me rule and reign. But to your point, uh, Jesus is not going to offer that as an option. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I heard Tony Evans say this years ago. When he comes back, he's not coming back to take sides. He's coming back to take Take charge. charge. And and Satan's going to be chained up. He won't be deceiving people. He won't be. There won't be nations raging against God during the millennial reign. I have all kinds of opinions, which I instantly would. I don't think I would ever teach these things because I don't know them for a fact. But the Bible does talk about the child. Mm -hmm. I, I, I almost wonder sometimes if people who have lost children early on won't have the privilege of seeing them grow up, mm-hmm. you know, during that time frame and get a chance. So we'll, we'll leave that to God. The one thing we know is whatever God does, he does well. Mm-hmm. But I am looking forward to this period of time where Jesus Absolutely. rules and reigns. And even though we're going to live way, you know, forever past that, the Bible tells us that we're going to rule and reign with him. <clears throat> you know, uh, <clears throat> I remember a year or so ago when we flew to Israel and you fly into Tel Aviv, where the airport is. And uh, we were being driven up by this Israeli official. We were there at the invitation of the Israeli government. So we were being driven up by this employee of the nation of Israel. And you go up to Jerusalem, mm-hmm. you know. I never will forget rounding a hill that kind of blocked the city and rounding a hill and looking into the city of Jerusalem. And there were construction cranes. Big booms and cranes. Everywhere, everywhere we could look. I mean, this city... I've never seen the city building up. I've never seen a U.S. city building up the way Jerusalem is building up. And I think we're, I think we're getting close. Yeah. We could be as close as seven years and forty-five days from this. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, That's what, true. What, what would you leave us with today, Mary Alice, as you think about this? I think it should just excite all of us to know that we have a future to look forward to that's mm-hmm. as marvelous as what we've been told in the Scripture. Um, you know, I, I always think about a lot of people plan big trips that are they're 
you know, they're going to put a lot of money into a vacation and they're looking forward to that time and they'll go online and look at pictures and daydream about what's coming up. And yet, whatever that trip is, even if it lasts a few weeks or maybe even a month, if you've got a lot of money to invest, you can look forward to that. You can daydream about it. You can explore all the possibilities and look forward to what you're going to do. But it's only going to be short term. Yeah. And yet, what we're talking about is going to be real and it's going to be forever. And that's what we have to look forward to. And here's the thing. It's like, you know, John 14, it, the, the goal there when, when Jesus is talking about his father's house and having the mansions, the, the stress is not on what your room or what your mansion is going to look like. The stress there is that you could stay. Yeah. And, and here's, some, here's something really cool. And I, I think we have a single example of something that's going to happen throughout the ages. Obviously, there's going to be an extraordinary change at the end of the millennium. <clears throat> and this is where the New Jerusalem comes down. Mm -hmm. That's what kicks off the eternal state. And you know, you start reading about that in Revelation 21, 22, and it's amazing. I think a lot of people have the idea that when we get to heaven, it's going to be this, this single scenario that's never going to change. The book of Ephesians tells us God is going to keep unfolding his glories mm -hmm. throughout the ages. There's always going to be new stuff in mm -hmm. heaven. You know, I think a lot of times people have too small a view Absolutely. of heaven. I remember Absolutely. one time you went to uh, an assembly, it was a Christian assembly, and the one guy was saying, well, the oh, one thing... About heaven. Yeah. The only thing we know about heaven is it's not as bad as hell. or something. <laughs> yeah. It's better than hell. Well, like, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to be so How sad. How sad. How sad. Because there's so much. There's a lot we don't know, of course. Sure. But there's so much in the Scripture that tell us how wonderful it will be. I, I get the feeling from what I see in the New Testament, especially that when we're in heaven and we've been there like a hundred thousand years, God's going to say, you think that's something? Watch this. <laughs> and there'll be new things. And, oh, wow. I, I love in, in Revelation, uh, the last part of the book where God said, I make all things new. You know me, I have no use for antiques. And to me, it's just old junk. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. I know that there are people that really appreciate that. I love We're new stuff. We're becoming antiques, so you better be. Well, I guess I better be careful there. <laughs> well, maybe this is a good time to stop because we're going to be back and talk about um, Psalm 2 one more time. Mm -hmm. And I think tomorrow's talk is really, really going to be encouraging because it's kind of how Psalm 2 dismounts. And, and we're going to talk about what God leaves us with, what he leaves us to think about in the times that we're living in right now. else you might want to pray for us. Absolutely. Oh, Father, thank you so much for all the little glimpses into the future that you've given us. You've given us so much to look forward to. And it's not a fantasy land. It's a real place and a real time. And, and your promises are always kept. And we're just so thankful, Father. Thank you for giving us that future to look forward to. And I just pray, as, um, as the, the model prayer tells us, may it be soon, Father. We're looking yes. forward to that time when Jesus is going to rule and reign. Thank you for... Um, just thank you for being in charge and for being powerful. Thank you for loving us uh, while we're walking through this journey here on this earth in anticipation of what you have for us in the future. May we be faithful even now. And I just pray for each and every person and family watching and listening that you would reach down and uh, wrap your arms of love around each one. Draw them close to you. May they feel not only your presence but your power in their life. And help us to shine brightly, Father, in this dark world. Help us to be bright lights representing you. And for all the things that you have done and are going to do, we give you the praise and the honor. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us today for Noah's Wednesday. You know, Mary Alice always prays for us. You get a chance to return the favor of this Wednesday morning. 
Tonight, Mary Alice brings her first in the book, book by book, uh, and she's been, <laughs> I can testify, she's been working on this for months, and it's its something I've never even seen any, anyone do. It's its its a, a way of explaining what a book is about, but uh, helping people get into it themselves and, and learn. So it's going to be an extraordinary night, but breathe up a prayer for her, for yes, health please. and strength, mm-hmm. because I know she wants to do her very best for the Lord. It's going to be great. I wish I could be there where Marielle says I can't be there because it would freak her out, but I, w- I would like to hear it myself. But that's tonight. And uh, if you don't mind, pray for her. We'll be back tomorrow. Boy, I kind of put that all in one syllable, didn't I? <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow, God willing, on Noah's window, to close out Psalm 2. Thanks for joining us.